We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The next episode of the We Live Here podcast will be out tomorrow, and it continues the season-long focus on St. Louis housing issues. No question, vacant property is a concern here with thousands of empty homes and vacant parcels. One young man is trying to put people on these properties, one home at a time. His name is Alorian Hawkins. And with me to explain and preview the next We Live Here episode is reporter-producer Camille Stanley. Camille, hello. Hello. What so, is, uh, so his name is actually El Torian. El Torian. El Torian Hawkins. I'm having a bad day today. El Torian <laughs> Hawkins. Well, tell me what he's all about. What's he trying to do? So El Torian has chosen to focus on um, LRA properties, which are properties that are owned by the, our local land bank, which many people in the city know is it's one of the, it is, I believe, the oldest in the country. It was... Um, 71. Yeah, it, was, it was, came out of the 70s. Um, so these are homes that are basically either abandoned or they got sucked up after nobody paid the taxes and they are um, owned by the LRA and um, they're usually pretty cheap. Um, and so El Torian is a young 20-something who he, he lives in, grew up in the Walnut Park um, neighborhood and he's just decided to um, take it upon himself. He's bought a couple of these properties him, his uh, himself and has, has um, renovated them and now he's teaching others how to do it. Does he do the renovating himself? He does what he can. Um, he's he's got um, some great, cool handyman skills. Um, but if it's like mm. permitted stuff, you know, of course, he'll, um, other folks will help him. But, um, you know, he's been lucky. He's been finding pro- a lot of these properties aren't as um, derelict as they seem, and they can be brought back. So that's his focus. I wonder what kind of a yardstick he uses with regard to what he can and can't do. Some of them, in listening to your piece, some of the places sounded like they might be in really bad shape. Some of them are, but many of them can be brought back. And so he, along with the, uh, another group of uh, – he, he, along with some other people here in St. Louis, have started this program called the Finest 15. So what they do is they go into neighborhoods and they find um, – they look at kind of the housing stock of the LRA properties. Mm-hmm. And they find the 15 best of them, and they um, showcase those to people. They mm-hmm. kind of market them and advertise them and give people tours. Um, and kind of in their opinion, these are like the 15 best houses in a particular neighborhood mm-hmm. that are ripe for um, people to come in and renovate, whether that's to live in them themselves or to um, perhaps as investors. Clearly, this is uh, absolutely important for neighborhoods. You can't have a lot of vacant houses or, or vacant parcels of land and expect the neighborhood to thrive. Yes, and his neighborhood has quite a bit. They have um, There's about 300 or something vac- uh, vacant parcels, and about uh, half of those are houses. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those right now are being torn down, like the wood frame ones, but a lot of the brick homes, you know, they can be, they can be renovated with the right touch and the right effort put into them. There's really a lot of great housing stock, even though a lot of it's been in disrepair. The basic stock, you know, the footprint, if you will, is uh, is is pretty good. Totally, St. Louis has some beautiful homes. I, we went on a um, some tours of some of these houses with El Torian, and I mean the the craftsmanship in some of these homes um, that are super old but just are beautiful. You know, original hardwood and um, 
great masonry and all sorts of stuff that you can really see great bones. And a lot of these weren't weren't homes that, you know, have been sitting idle for long. They were maybe caught up when people lost them in the foreclosure crisis or or later or maybe someone, an elderly person died and there wasn't anybody to take it over, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's really hard to imagine that there are 12,000 properties out there that are just there. And that's just in the L- in LRA's subset. I mean, yeah. there was a, a, a news story from our station a, a couple of weeks ago that said, I think there's 20,000 vacant um, houses and buildings and land in St. Louis. And so that 12,000 is just what the LRA has. It's not just a question of, of blight. Uh, it's also a question of safety, isn't it? Uh, having having these things restored. Totally. When we were um, out a couple of times with El Toria and we were standing next to a house that the back had been uh, destroyed clearly by fire. There's a lot of glass and stuff all around this abandoned house that had been abandoned for maybe five or six years. And, you know, maybe 100 to 100 yards away were um, three little boys who were playing. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's one of the things that, uh, in, in listening to your piece, at the, at the outset, you hear kids playing in the background as he is talking about what he's doing. And, and you don't want, don't want kids exposed to, to that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's not just a physical thing. I mean, you'll hear in the in the piece the kids talking about um, how they feel about what should happen with these houses and how they view vacancy in their neighborhood as they're growing up. Yeah. And some of those kids were really very, very articulate about what the problem was and what should be done to uh, to deal with it. Yeah, you know, kids are smart. They, you know, they're, we don't give them enough credit, but they see what's going on and they see that, you know, maybe somebody used to live next door and they don't anymore any longer and they just watch the house get worse and worse. And, and how are the, the neighborhoods reacting to his work? Uh, some people really embrace it, but not everyone does. Um, and you hear that in the, in the story, in his story. Um, you know, with so many properties and such a big problem, there's bound to be disagreements on how best to fix it. And so um, the episode really goes into his story, but also touches on, again, how people are reacting, what other ideas might be out there. The critics of what he's doing, are they objecting on aesthetic grounds? No, I think a lot of times um, one of the biggest things is people want to make sure they want their communities to come back and they want their neighborhoods to come back, but they're wary of either speculators or people doing things just to come in and suck more out of the neighborhood. How many places has he restored? He himself has bought, I believe, three or four properties, mm-hmm. and he's helped. Um, they've helped dozens of people get um, get LRA properties. One house at a time. One house at a time. Camille Stanley, thank you so much for being with us. Look forward to that. We can hear it tomorrow, and you can find We Live Here wherever you get your podcasts. Anywhere. Correct. Thank you, Camille Stanley. Thanks. Support for We Live Here comes from the Metropolitan Sewer District. Archived versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.